a big cover to be here tonight on Rish Chodesh Nisan in my old uh, yeshiva, Rechaim. I was here when this was not a building, this was a house, and the dormitory was on the second floor of that house, and uh, that was where I was, and um, Baruch Hashem, it was Ufaratzta, uh, it grew and it keeps on growing, and uh, that's all because of you. It means that uh, you're creating a reputation throughout the Elam that's spreading and that attracts more Talmidim to come, and that's a great credit. So today we had Rish Chaydesh benching, and we bench Rish Chaydesh Nisan, and tonight's already Rish Chaydesh Nisan, and I imagine that that's why we're having this special Mava Malka. And I wanted to talk a little bit about what we could do to be mechen ourselves for the Chaydesh HaGeula. This is the month of Geula, Benisa Nigalu, Benisa Nasidin Ligal. It's a month that Chazal tell us is very, very... Uh, it's the month that's going to bring the Geula. If there's going to be a month of a Geula, it's going to be this month. And I think it's fair to say that if there's going to be a year of Geula, it's this year. <coughs> because of what's going on in this world and how the entire world just turned upside down in a way that we haven't seen in maybe 70 years, 80 years. Very strange times we're living in, and it's times that the G'dayla Yisrael say are very, very appropriate for the Geula. So what can we do to bring Mashiach, to bring the Geula? There's a Gemara in Brachas and Dafnunheim and Aleph that says that when Moshe Rabbeinu was getting ready to build the Mishkan, these parashiyas that we've had speak about the Binin HaMishkan, so HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to Moshe Rabbeinu something very interesting. Amr HaKadosh Baruch Hu LaMoshe Moshe Hagan Alecha Bitzalel. I have a 13-year-old bar mitzvah bacher. His name is Bitzalel. He's a person who is going to be the architect of the Mishkan. I have endowed him with great chachma. The chachma b'svuna b'das lachshav machshavis. He's going to be able to somehow, as the Ramban says, know how to do all of this fine. Work. These are people that came out of Mitzrayim, all they knew how to do was to make bricks, slab it with some cement, and put it into a building. And all of a sudden, these same people with coarse hands that were avodim for hundreds of years are suddenly supposed to know how to make fine filigree around a gold aron and a sholchan and a mizbeach and a mizbeach hazav and the menaira. And then the the crushim with gold and 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 all of the, the the tapestry work that needed to be done. This is something that you would have to go to uh, to some specialty school for any one of these omnisin for a good part of 10, 20 years just to begin to understand how to do these things. And here, there's a thirteen year old 
young man who is endowed by the Rabbani Shalom with everything. All of the Malachas, all of the Avedas, all of the Chachmas, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave him the secret to understand the Isis, Shabahem, Nivro, Shamayim, Varetz, how to be Mitzarif, those Isis, how to make these Kabbalistic combinations of Isis that were used to create Shamayim, Varetz, all given to this young man. And it would be understandable if Maishra Abeno might have a little bit of a problem with that. Maishra Abeno was the Rabbin Shal Yisrael. Maishra Abeno was the one that took us out of Egypt. He was the one that was splitting the Yamsuf, the one that was speaking to the Rabbani Shalom Panim El Panim. And all of a sudden, there's a Bitzalel that's going to sort of outshine, in a sense, Maishra Abeno. HaKadosh Baruch Hu asks Maishra Abeno, Maisha, Hagun Alecha Bitzalel. Are you okay with this? Is B'tzal acceptable to you? What does that question mean? That question means that at this moment, Moshe Rabbeinu held in his hands the, the judgment, the decision about whether there should be a Mishkan or not. Because, by the way, this is not, there's no other Bitzalo. That's it. HaKadosh Baruch Hu put this into Bitzalo. There's no plan B. There's no other Bitzalo. If, let's say, Meshach Rabbeinu would have had a problem with Bitzalo, and he felt that it hurts me a little bit, that now Bitzalo is taking charge of this mission, he would have said, I'm sorry, I don't want Bitzalo. There would be no Binina Mishkan. If there's no Binina Mishkan, there's no Geula. Because the Ramban says at the beginning of Sefer Shemais that the culmination of the Geula is with the Binina Mishkan. It's not when we left Mitzrayim. That's why he says the entire Sefer Shemais was called Sefer Agolos Geula because the Geula doesn't end just then. It ends today. We, we had the, the Chazak of Sefer Shemais this morning because that was the culmination of the Geula because the Geula really ends once we as he puts it, we come back to the Milas Avaisam, we had to come back to the Ayo of Avram Yitzhak and Yaakov, which was the Mishkan. So basically, this, if you look at these parishes in maybe a different way that we've been looking at it, this is the Geula. Bitzalo we might look at as Mashiach for, to bring the Geula. And it was all in the hands of Meshach Rabbeinu's feelings and sensitivities about whether or not to bring the Geula or not. It's an amazing thing. Now, luckily, Meshach Rabbeinu answered the Rabbeinu Shleilam, Amr lai Rabbeinu Shleilam, im lefanecha hagun, if he's okay by you, if you find him appropriate, lefanei lai kol certainly he's okay by me. If he's okay with you, he's okay with me. I'm, he's good. But what do we see from this Chazal? We see from this Chazal something that's phenomenal we see from this Chazal that if you have any ill feelings and that you'd have to step on somebody else's sensitivity in order to bring the Geula, there's no Geula. It's not Kedai to bring the Geula. It's not Kedai to bring Mashiach if somebody will be hurt in the process.
And so HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to ask Rishos from Meshur Abenu, are you okay with Bitzalel? Because if you're not okay, we're going to scrap this. It's fine. We don't have to do this Mishkan. We don't have to do the Geula if it's going to hurt your feelings in any which way, Meshur Abenu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave Rishos to Meshur Abenu to put the brakes on the Geula if it would hurt his feelings. It's an amazing lesson. They say a, a Maisa where the Simcha Bunim the great Rebbe Rabunim, one of the great Hasidic leaders, and he was with his Hasidim, maybe it was on a Malava Malkan, Matzai Shabbos perhaps, and he said the following thing. He said to his Hasidim, listen to what he said. I could bring Mashiach if I want. If I want right this minute, I could bring Mashiach. So he says, and why don't I? If I could bring Mashiach, why don't I? He said, I'll tell you the reason. I'll tell you the secret why I don't bring Mashiach. He says, because what's going to happen? He says, Mashiach is going to come, and they're going to make a big Kabbalah's Panim for him. They're going to make a big, big uh, occasion of to celebrate the arrival of Mashiach. And I'm going to be in the back, like where the Mashkiach is. I'm going to be Nechbal HaKelem. I'm going to be in the back, says Rabunim. And there's going to be a dais over here. Mashiach is going to be in the middle. And all the big rebbes are going to be around him on the dais. But I'm going to be in the back. And the Rebbe... Rabunim said that what's going to happen next? Mashiach is going to be asked by the big rabbi sitting next to him, no, who brought you here? Why are you here? Who, who is the catalyst that finally brought you here? And of course all the rabbis are going to hope that I say them. But Mashiach is going to point to the back of the room to me, and he's going to say, Bunim brought me here. And at that point, the Rebbe that asked him that question is going to feel very bad. It's going to hurt his feelings. And that's why I'm not bringing Mashiach. I could bring Mashiach, but if it's going to hurt somebody else's feelings, if another Yid is going to be hurt in the process, then it's not Kedai to bring Mashiach, if that's the cost, if that's the collateral damage, it's not Kedai. As great as the Gula is, as much as we're mispal every day, we're waiting for Mashiach every day, and some learn shot in that tefillah that every minute of the day, not called Yaim. Every second of the day, there's a, an Indian to be Mitzapili Yeshu, and it's one of the things that we're going to be asked after Admea Basim. We're going to be asked, Tzipisili Yeshu, did you await Mashiach's arrival? And hopefully, we'll have a positive response to that question. But as great as it is to bring Mashiach, it's not Kedai to bring Mashiach, it's not Kedai to build the Beis Hamikdash. If one single solitary Yid, is going to be hurt in any which way. It's incredible. 
tell you a Misa that happened. Rip Shalom Shvadran was the great Magid in Yerushalayim. I heard him speak on one occasion. I happened to have been in the Groshul in, in Shari Chesed on Shabbos afternoon when I was a Bachar and, and Rip Shalom was there and they just like asked him to speak. It was like a random thing. They just like, he, so he says, all right, I got, he gets up and he gives like a fire and brimstone schmooze, like, you know, that you'd expect Rip Shalom Shvadran to give you. It was phenomenal. It was fantastic. So Rip Shalom, when he was maybe in his 50s, maybe, he was asked to substitute in a certain yeshiva. There was a mashkiach that had to take a sabbatical or he wasn't feeling well. Something happened to this mashkiach. And they asked Rip Shalom to substitute. Now, that's not a good idea. Okay, just as a, you know, it's like, it's like if let's say something would happen to me and I'd ask your mashkiach to come to land your college to substitute. That's not a good idea for my job security. Okay? So, this is what happened. Can you imagine being a mashkiach in yeshiva? You have to take a, a break, a sabbatical, and they invite, of all people, Rav Shalom Shvadron, who is the master magid, you know, the person that, like, whips up musr, like it's, uh, you know, and, and he's, he's, he's substituting for this mashkiach nebuch. So, and he was amazing. He made a whole mapecha. He came to this yeshiva, and the guys were all of a sudden like becoming real musarniks, and they were they were had yerushalayim all of a sudden, and they and they loved him, and he loved them, and there was a relationship that was forming. But now the mashkiach was coming back to his yeshiva, and the boys said to the mashkiach to, to Reb Shalom, they said to Reb Shalom, we don't want to lose you. Like, this is too good. I, I, we can't leave. You can't leave us. Maybe, you know, even if the, the old mashkiah comes back, but maybe we'll make like a vad, like in your apartment or something, and we'll, we'll come to you. And Rav Shalom, you know, was listening. Rav Shalom felt also that there was a relationship that had been built, and he didn't know what to do. Like, you know, well, what do you do? Like, I should just abandon the, these, these bachrim? They, they, they want it. They, they, they were moved. I... I, I was ma'ir them, tshuva, and musar, it was gewaldic. What, what do I do? So he went to, he went to Reb Chatzko, Chatzko Levenstein, the great mashkiach of Hanovich, to be shayel eitzah. So Reb Chatzko closes his eyes, and he's listening to Reb Shalom tell him this whole story, a substitute, and he's going to, he made such a hashpah, and Reb Chatzko said like this, he says, I have a Kabbalah for my Rabbeim that even if you are so good that you could literally build the base on Mikdash, that's how good you are with your Musr. You're not allowed to be Pegeya in another Yid's Kavid. No matter what you're going to do with these Talmidim, if you create them into who knows what, it's not Kedai if that Mashkiach feels in any way nifka, if he feels any way hurt, insulted, it's not Kedai. The Beis Amikdash will have to wait until a more perfect opportunity. But now is not the time. You must not do anything against the first Mashkiach. You have to just slip away. You came and you leave as you came. But don't do anything. Because you're hurting somebody else and if you're going to hurt somebody else, then it's not Kedai. The whole Geula is not Kedai. 
this is what Moshe Rabbeinu was asked by the Rabbeinu Shalom. Moshe, Hagan Alecha B'Tzalel, are you okay with B'Tzalel? I just need to make sure. Because it's true that B'Tzalel is going to build the Mishkan. And it's true that B'Tzalel is going to be the ultimate bringer of the, bringing of, bringer of the Geula, the Ramban. This is the culmination of the Geula. It all hung in the balance with this one simple question that HaKadosh Baruch Hu put to B'Tzalel, to Maisha, Hagan Alecha B'Tzalel. Are you okay, Maisha Rabbeinu, if you feel in any way threatened or, or, or badly about me putting a little bit of a spotlight on Betzal, I'm fine with that. I understand we're not going to do this gula. When Rav Shner Kotler, by the way, heard the story about Rav Simcha Buna Mipshischa, somebody told him this story. And he said, I have a riot to this from Chumash. He says, Moshe Rabbeinu was asked by the Rabbeinu Shalom to be the Manig of Yisrael, the Mashiach Shal Yisrael. He was going to bring the Geula. He was going to redeem Klai Yisrael from their Golas. We're in Golas, they were in Golas. We're waiting for our Mashiach. Moshe Rabbeinu was Mashiach to Klai Yisrael. Sakharish Baruch says, no, be the Mashiach, come. You're going to be in charge. You're going to be the leader. You're going to take out Klai Yisrael. Moshe Rabbeinu said no. Shlach no tishlach. Aaron Akayin. I have an older brother, Aaron. How could I be a leader? How could I go to my brother, Aaron, my older brother, and tell him, HaKadosh Baruch Hu appointed me to be a leader? It's not going to go. He deserves it. Shlach nabiyat tishlach. He's the perfect candidate for you, but not me. What Moshe Rabbeinu was doing was exactly what Rabbuna Mipshischa was doing. He was basically saying that the Geula is not kedai to be brought if I am going to hurt a single yid's feelings. Unbelievable. I have another raya that I thought of myself from Chumash that it's not this whole this yisaid. We learned from Tamar. Tamar, we know, had the relationship with Yehuda, and she was pregnant. And then she didn't want to embarrass Yehuda. Yehuda was. Yehuda, and, and she was embarrassed. She didn't want to embarrass him. So she was willing to be burnt. She hinted to him, but she didn't want to say anything beferish. And the Gemara Darshan's from this, that mutav sheyapil adam it's better to throw yourself into a fiery furnace. Don't be She was going to be burned. Yehuda paskin her lamisa. She was going to be burned at the stake. Why? Because she refused to embarrass Yehuda. Now, think about that for a second. It wasn't just her that was going to be burned, but she was pregnant with Zerah, who would ultimately come Mashiach. Yehuda comes, Mashiach comes from, from Zerach. 
who was one of the babies that were born from her, which means she was so makbid not to be malbim pnei barabim that she was willing to give up Mashiach for this. She should have thought, wait a minute, I'm carrying the future Mashiach. Everything is totally on me. I, I have to embarrass him because otherwise I'm going to be burned and then there's not going to be Mashiach. But she didn't make that cheshpin because she understood this yisayid. That it's not kedai to bring Mashiach if you're going to embarrass a single person in the process. That's how important it is to be so sensitive to another yid's feelings. You know, I've been saying Rosh benching my whole life. And only this morning when I said it, did I have like an epiphany in the middle of davening. After we say the Yeratzin, so we make a special tefillah. The tefillah is, Misha Asa Nisim Labeisenu. HaKadosh Baruch who has done, he performed miracles for our forefathers. V'gal And he redeemed them from slavery to redemption. We ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hu Yigal Aisanu Bekarev. He should redeem us. This, this is like the most appropriate Chaydesh to say this because we're in the Chaydesh Hagula. We're Mamash tonight. We're, in, we're entering into Chaydesh Nisan. Who Yigal Aisanu Bekarev? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Gal Aisanu Meabdus Lecheres. Benisan Nigalu. Uvenisan Asidin Ligal. Who Yigal Aisanu Bekarev? Vikabis Nidachenu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu should gather in all of the exiled, all the Yidin in every country in the world. He should bring them in to Eretz Yisrael. Me'arba kanfei saretz. And then we add, Chaverim kol Yisrael v'naymar amen. And you know, everyone's like singing it, saying it, chuckling, and like I'm thinking all of a sudden today, wait a minute, what is this Chaverim kol Yisrael business? Like where, where does that fit in? It has no place in this tefillah. What is a Chaverim kol Yisrael? We're all, that's very, you know, a kumbaya, we're, we're going to like make a kumzitz now. We're just asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you were Galei Sonu Me'abdus L'cheros, who ye Galei Sonu Be'karev. What is Chaveyim Kal Yisrael? We're going to hold hands now and do a... Uh, what, what is that? Chaveyim Kal Yisrael V'naimar Amen. That's nice. It's a beautiful thing, but it doesn't fit at all. I think we can all agree. It doesn't fit at all in that tefillah. What does that have to do with anything? But I think according to what we're saying now, it's perfect. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you took us out of Mitzrayim. And you brought us me'avdus l'cheiros. And you will bring us again to Geula. But there's one thing that has to be met. There's one criteria, there's one prerequisite that must take place in order for all that to be accomplished. And that's chaveirim kol Yisrael v'naimar amin. If there's going to be any sikhsuch, in bringing Mashiach, in bringing Kibbutz Golis, if there's going to be politics, if there's going to be some sinaschinam, if there's going to be some, some people that are going to feel slighted, it ain't going to happen. Chaveirim Kal Yisrael is not just an extra knech in, in the tefillah that really doesn't seem... It's, it, it is the tefillah. The tefillah is that we're mispalel, that we could find within us the ability to be chaveirim one with another to such a degree that we care so much about Yenim, that we would never want to hurt their feelings. 
even if it means that I succeed. But it's not worth it. It's not worth it. All the kibbutz Goliath and all the geula and all the cheris is not worth it if there's going to be some ill will, if there's going to be a little bit of that somebody should feel slighted in the process, not Kedai. It's not Kedai. This is a very important hachana, I think, for the Chedesh HaGeula that we're in right now. We just stepped across the, the precipice into the world of Geula. And we started with tonight a, an open question that what do we do Besides for the slogans of we want Mashiach now, what do we actually do in order to bring Mashiach practically? What do we do? And the first thing that we do is we have to work on our midas like crazy. And we have to make sure that every decision that we make in life, and it's difficult sometimes, I know that, but that every decision that we make in life is filtered through a question if I do this, is it going to hurt somebody else? How is somebody else going to feel if I do this or if I don't do that? We tend to be very selfish in life. That's the way we're wired. It's not our fault. We're, we're sort of wired that way. HaKadosh Baruch Hu designed us. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu understands that we're complicated. And very often, or most of the time, we're always worried about ourselves. If you think about yourself, think about it. Like, what, are you, what is always going through our minds? Me. Did I eat enough? Did I bench? You know, what time should I go to sleep tonight? Uh, what's, what's tomorrow? When am I going home for Ben Azmanim? Uh, you know, what's going to be with... Uh, it's all about me. It's pretty much about me and other people fit into my world accordingly but it's about me. Make no mistake about it. That's the way we are. And don't think you're the only one that has that. We all have that. That's the way we are. But that's not going to bring the ge'ula. That's human, but that's not going to bring the ge'ula. What makes somebody greater, what makes somebody a gadol, is a gadol expands the me to care about others. And caring about others means to do chesed for others, but that's the easy thing. It's easy to do chesed. It's much more difficult to be sensitive to not hurt somebody else. To think about other people whenever we do anything. So if let's say, you know, on, during Cholomite, you're going on a, on a trip somewhere with, with your roommate, but there's another roommate that you didn't ask to come with you. Now, how is he going to feel when he hears, if he hears that you went? He's not going to feel so good. You know what? Invite him. But, but there's no room in the... You figure out a way. Because you have to. Because if you don't, then it's not Chavim Kol Yisrael, and then it's not a shock that the Rabbani Shalom is not bringing Mashiach. A Ben Taira is held to a higher accountability, a higher standard. Whether we like it or not, we have to constantly think about other people. Now, sometimes you can... You know, the sensitivity they have for other people, if you ask a Shiloh to a rub, might be overridden. I have that every day. People say, you know, I, I have a Chavrusa issue, or I don't know which shear to go to, and, you know, sometimes it's going to create some, you know, some issues, and some people will inevitably be hurt, but you have to ask a Rebbe a Shiloh and see what he says. 
but naturally it has to be a shayla. There has to be a, a sensitivity, at least. Think about somebody else. How will my chavrusa feel if I, if I don't continue with him? How will my rabbi feel if I want to switch a shir? If I want to go to another yeshiva, how will my Rosh Hashiva feel? Or if, uh, whatever, there's a million decisions that are always on the burner, but you have to consider more than just yourself in every decision. That's the way we are, that's the expectation that we have on ourselves. So, the site of Chaydesh Nisan is developing this extra sensitivity that we all need. And if we don't have it, and we think that we're going to get Mashiach just because we'll just stay the way we are, insensitive to other people, and, and uncaring, and unfeeling, but Mashiach will come. It's not going to happen. Sinas Chinam destroyed the Beis HaMikdash, so I don't think Sinas Chinam is going to bring back the Beis HaMikdash. That's probably a fair bet. Avas Chinam will. Sensitivity will. Undoing the Chorban will. It's a great responsibility that we have, but this is it. This is not like an extra drusha for the week. This is, this is it. This is the whole bowl of wax. This is what it comes down to. Are we sensitive human beings? Are we caring? And if we're caring now, and if we learn how to do this as Bachram, imagine what a great husband you're going to make. Imagine what a great father you're going to make. Imagine what a great Rav you're going to make, a great Rosh Hashiva, a great, a great Balabayas you're going to make. Whatever it is that you're going to do, you're going to be amazing because you're developing now in Yeshiva the sensitivity for other people. You're not just thinking about yourselves. Reb Chaim used to say, and it's brought in the, by his son in the Hakdamat and Nefesh Chaim, that my father, Reb Chaim used to always say that Ha'adam, the man, we were not created just for ourselves. If you think that you're just here for yourself, you're wrong. It's in order to help others in any which way. And we help people positively, but we also help people by, by not upsetting them, by not irritating them, by not infuriating them, by not allowing them to go to sleep at night feeling that you weren't friendly to them, that you weren't caring as they thought you were, that they thought that they could trust you, they thought you were a loyal friend, but it turns out that you're not. You're not allowed to do that either. That's also what the tachlis ha'adam is in this world. That's the point of Chaydesh Nisan, plain and simple. We're either going to be sensitive, and then we could bring Mashiach, or we're going to be insensitive, and then Mashiach will never come. And it's all up to us. Hagun alecha b'tzalel. Always remember those three words. HaKadosh Baruch Hu needed Meishu Rabbeinu's approval in order for b'tzalel to be activated, to become the great builder of the Mishkan, the bringer of the Gula. All because HaKadosh Baruch Hu cared so much about the feelings of Meishu Rabbeinu that he would allow the entire endeavor to fail if Meishu Rabbeinu would have a little mashahu of hurt. Think about it. Think about it. How often do we... We're not evil people. We're not bad people. We're good people. We're Bnei Taira. We don't mean to hurt anybody. It's just that, you know, people get in the way. 
I wanted to do something. I didn't think about you. I, so I just did it. When you just did it, but, but didn't you think about it? No, I didn't. But that's not an excuse. We have to think about things. We have to filter every decision that we filter our water, we filter our computers. Can't we filter our minds to think about, about the proper thing to do? To make sure that that we actually care about one another, that just like we would never want to be hurt ourselves, we would never want to hurt somebody else. As soon as we make that decision in our mind, it's a different universe. It's a world of Chaydesh Nisan, it's a world of Chaydesh Hagaula, it's a world that somehow everything, Hanitzanim Nirubaret, Es Hazamer Higia, like the Psukim and Shirim say, it's a time of spring. Everything becomes different the moment that that decision is made. But it's a decision that must be made here and now by each and every one of us, a decision that will change the very course of our lives and the very course of history. I want to wish you all a good tevach, 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 a good tev